Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League, presented by 78 Sports. I'm Owen Shadrick, not joined by Matt Ferreira this week, but he will be back on the next episode. Thank you all for joining me today. We have a great episode coming out for you after a great summer. The Norwich Unicorns are your 2023 champions. We hope you tuned in to our championship special. Thank you to all the Unicorns that joined us for that. But we've been announcing our league awards all week, and that came to fruition this week when we announced our MVP and our pitcher of the year. I'm going to take you through all of the awards, and then we will have a special interview coming at you. First off, we want to congratulate our Adam Keenan scholarship winners. Jimmy Guerin from the Brockton Rocks, Billy Rocca from the New Britain Bees, Shane McNamara from the Nashua Silver Knights, Johnny Knox from the Norwich Sea Unicorns, Derek Paris from the Pittsfield Suns, Antonio Parata from the Vermont Lake Monsters, Josh Fermenta from the Westfield Starfires, and Michael Ferretas from the Worcester Bravehearts are your Adam Keenan Award winners. Uh, they get a scholarship for school. They showed what it means to be a great teammate and a great person with a good attitude all season long, and they were awarded with that scholarship. Your manager of the year is Kevin Murphy, as we discussed on our championship special. Congratulations to Kevin. Top pro prospect is Dylan Vieg from the Worcester Bravehearts. He played at UMass and then transferred to the University of Michigan. So congratulations to uh, Dylan. The top pro prospect for a position player, Will Fosberg from the Nashua Silver Knights. He's playing his college ball at Northeastern. Congratulations to him. Showing off the leather was Matty Warren, our defensive player of the year from the Worcester Bravehearts. Relief pitcher of the year is Brian Hart, who we've had multiple times on this podcast. Congratulations to him. And your two biggest awards, your MVP and your Pitcher of the Year. Your MVP is 2023 Futures League champion Dean Ferreira. And your Pitcher of the Year is 2023 ERA leader in Francis Ferguson. Ferguson had a 2-2-5 ERA. He pitched uh, 52 innings with 50 strikeouts. Congratulations to him on an incredible year. And Dean Ferreira broke the average record in the Futures League for a season at 422. And he had an incredible year, and it resulted in a championship. I have both Ferrara and Ferguson on this episode. We talk about the summer. We talk about the impact that summer ball has on these two gentlemen as they head back to school. It's a great episode. You don't want to miss it. Thank you again all for tuning in all summer. Stay tuned for future episodes. We got some great guests lined up for the fall, the winter, the spring. Futures League Baseball is not going anywhere, folks. We're going to be here on Back to the Futures all off-season long. But for now, here is Dean Ferreira and Francis Ferguson. I am honored to be joined by two award winners for the 2023 Futures League season. Our MVP, Dean Ferreira, and Pitcher of the Year, Francis Ferguson. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Doing well. Doing well. Awesome. And, I mean, started off, we, we talked about the awards. We'll get into the specifics of those in a minute, but... You both had excellent seasons playing in Norwich and Vermont, respectfully. What were those summers like for you overall? No, I'll start, but I just wanted to say it was it was a really fun summer. I this is my first um really like moving away, staying with like a host family summer ball experience the past few years. I've I've just played summer ball at home and it was it was an absolute blast playing in Norwich. Met a lot of great people, it was great fans, great atmosphere. But yeah. It was great to say the least. Um, obviously, my summer was great as well. Um, 
last few years, last what two years before now, uh, this uh, previous year, uh, were great as well. And then coming in again to the twenty twenty three summer, uh, meeting all the new guys that came in and stuff, and it was it was great, great. Yeah, I mean, you guys mentioned that you have two very different perspectives on uh, summer ball. Dean, this being your very first summer in Norwich, and Francis being a veteran. What is what was it like for Dean for you adjusting to that summer ball? You said that host family, um, you know, new kind of new experience, and Francis being back as a veteran on your team for a third year, being a, a leader in that clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, coming in, I only knew two guys on the team. I only knew my my college teammate Matt Buccio and Ray Leonzi, who was at Fairfield his freshman year. So it was a it was a whole new experience for me. I I really didn't know what like the deal was, like how like the games worked, how the schedule worked or anything. I just kind of got thrown in there. And um, yeah, I mean, I had a great time in Norwich. It was, I met a lot of great people. The The schedule is, was very tough to begin with, you know, six games in one week was, was very tough to deal with, especially me. I was playing almost every single day for the first two weeks, but you know, I definitely got used to it and it was, a, it was an absolute grind towards the end, but it's definitely worth it. Um, obviously being a veteran and stuff and coming in for the third year, um some things were like pretty normal i guess like the scheduling um the coaching staff from perspective because we pretty much had the same coaching staff the last three years um so it like it was pretty i was pretty familiar with everything um but like it, it, it was still somewhat hard to get used to with a whole bunch of new guys coming in even though we had like what five guys that are returners and stuff from the last few years even then, like being able to like get to know everybody, um, get like on the same page as everybody and stuff was quite difficult at first, but it, it turned out really successful and it was really fun. Yeah, that's great to hear. And, you know, we there are a couple of questions later on about uh, impact guys late in the season um, that I do want to touch on because both of you have experienced that for sure. But we want to talk about the individual seasons here. And Dean, we'll start with you. You broke the record this year for batting average in the Futures League, hitting 422. How did you feel this season at the plate, and what was it like to hit with so much consistency? Yeah, I mean, coming off a, a tough um, sophomore year at Fairfield, didn't really get a lot of at-bats and kind of struggled at the plate and at the field. I wanted to, you know, just come into my this summer season, just to try to develop myself better to get back into the fall. I really wasn't really looking for, like, batting a certain average, you know, feeling a, a certain percentage. I just wanted to go in there, you know, going with a good approach and the approach I had all summer was just hammer a, a ball up the middle, keep it low. And I felt like I did that a lot. Just most of my hits were probably low, hard ground balls and line drives up the middle. And then I just keeping the same approach and having confidence going up there really helped me, I think was the big key. Yeah, that's great. And obviously it, it the <laughs> hitting it up the middle worked with that 422 average, I think a little bit. Hold on, we'll get right back to Back to the Futures, but first, we want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up very quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and a net, or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. And I've used their stuff before. I've seen their facilities. They definitely cover everything. The team at 78 Sports design and install hundreds of at-home 
and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you find the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, the number eight, sports.com. For a limited time only, by just mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And Francis, over to you. You had a 2-2-5 ERA. You were top five in strikeouts with 50 and second in innings with 52. You had an incredible summer. And it seemed like Vermont was winning every time you came out on the mound. How did you feel all season? And what was it like to make such a big impact for your team in that way? It was great. It was great going out there every time, getting the ball every week and being able to go up on the mound, do what I do best, and being able to have the awesome guys that we had behind us, well, behind me to be able to make the plays in the field, make the defensive plays, and as well score runs to be able to win games. Because obviously, like, you can pitch and stuff. You can pitch your heart out, uh, do really well on the mound, but you got to score runs to win. Um, so that was a big, that, that was a big, big, big thing for us. Yeah, and score runs you guys did. And Francis, close your ears for this one. Unfortunately, we do have to ask Dean a, a question that may hit you a little hard, but Dean, you guys were crowned Futures League champions this year in 2023 after an incredible season in Norwich. What did it mean for you to grab the title at the end of the summer? Uh, it was it was it was an awesome an awesome feeling. You know, we felt that if um you know we got new through New Brand, which we thought honestly would be tougher just because they've they've owned us in the past. Obviously, we did not have a a great regular season record against them. That we had the confidence to go into the the final game and and take that that final um, game championship. And it was, it was just an awesome feeling. I, it, I'd really started getting the jitters with, with bottom of the or top of the ninth, two outs. I was, I was shaking. I was, I was worried that ball was going to get hit to me or something, but um, you know, we got the final out and it was, it was an amazing feeling. And Francis, obviously we talked a little bit earlier in the summer, but you were a champion in 2021 with the Lake monsters. Did you feel a similar thing with that when you, when, when the, when the game was getting close there at the end? Yeah, of course, because um, twenty what was it twenty twenty one? It was a close game. I think we only won by one run. Um, so obviously, like going into the bottom of the ninth and stuff, like Dean said, um, it was a close game. It was we were only down by one run. Um, even not being in the field at the time, like I was in twenty twenty one, I was like, I feel like we could still win this. But obviously, baseball is baseball, and things happen. And I want to ask both of you, I believe, Dean, you mentioned it earlier with the the long season. And obviously, it's it's no secret how long this season is. You play from the end of May till about two weeks ago uh, here. And well, now it's in September, but we're talking end of August. What, what's it like Dean and, or, uh, for Dean this year and for uh, Francis in 2021 playing all of those games and having it mean something at the end of the day when, you know, you guys are getting the hardware, you're getting rings and you're champions? Yeah, absolutely. But um, I think the main thing is just having grit. I mean, that I think I think we showed that Norwich had the the grittiest team, and whoever's battling to the ends is gonna is gonna win the title. You know, the last two regular season weeks of the the Futures League after that All Star break is probably the toughest part of the season. I'd say you know you're it's going to the end. You're you're counting down the days till playoffs or when you really want to go home because you're not really tired of it. But you know, you're, it's just getting to the point where your body's getting shot or whatever. But 
I think I think a big key for Norwich as us, we just stayed together as a team and we we fought it out. You know, we had some guys with injuries and got home. We picked up some late additions and we just stayed together as a team. Obviously, with being a long season that we had and stuff, whatever, it was hard um, throughout the whole season, being able to stay consistent throughout the season. Obviously, had like some streaks that we were struggling here and there. But when it came down to like the last few weeks, uh, especially like Dean said, after the All-Star game, and the week going into the All-Star game where the games start really mattering because what we had like four teams that were all revolving around the same so top four. So um, trying to fight for spots for seeding coming into the playoffs and stuff, uh, uh, bearing down and ma uh, making game making every game count almost like a, a normal playoff game, even in the regular season. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was – all, it was, I mean, all four teams that made the playoffs were fighting at the end of the day, but it ended up being you guys, both of your teams, and Worcester fighting for those top three spots, and it was just an incredible race. I know y'all were scoreboard watching for sure after every game. Yeah. And Dean touched on it. I want to ask both of you about this, though, because you've experienced it. Dean, with the Unicorns, you brought in a ton of guys late that made such an impact on the playoffs in Donahue, Malcolm, Cohen among others and Francis very similar thing with you guys in 2021 and even this year bringing in guys late that made such an impact on your teams what does it mean to see that and especially with you know you talk about uh Francis especially with you you know you're a three-year veteran you've seen some of the same guys before and you guys are bringing in new people into this culture that you've built to try and win a title what does it mean to see those guys come in and make as great of an impact as as they did at the end of the day I mean, yeah, it was it was awesome. You know, Donahue, Malcolm, they they came ready. They they came in with one goal and they wanted to help us win the championship. I, they didn't really come here just to get ABs. I think even Cohen and and, and other guys like Mark Capel who who shoved during the the championship game, they all had one goal and just trying to bring a ring and a championship back to Norwich. So I think that was just the big thing. Yeah, um, like obviously with the long season, like we had like people coming in and out. Um... But towards the end of the season, like we were getting guys, like some guys in, like like Teddy Schoenfield, um, Ben Alexson and stuff. Ben Alexson was here a little earlier and stuff, but guys coming in who are able to like not necessarily just go out there just to throw, get innings and stuff, and want but want to win games and want to want to bring another ring to Vermont was really really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. And one thing that made both of your you know, summer so special. It had to be that was the fans, both in Vermont and in Norwich. We'll start with Norwich, though. Norwich wins their first title in Futures League history, and that crowd was incredible for that championship game. Dean, what did you see from this crowd all summer, and what was it like to see the amount of people, the amount of turnout for that championship game, and just so many happy faces uh, when you guys won the title? Yeah, I mean, I mean, fans all year, they just, they just brought energy. It was, it was loud, especially during, you know, special nights, like military appreciation night, there was, you know, a good three, 4,000 fans there. It was, it was loud. Even playoffs against New Britain, like when Johnny Knox at that, that go ahead homer against New Britain, I, I, I couldn't even hear myself talking. That's how loud the fans were talking to and screaming. But yeah, I mean, the championship game when, when Daniel Cohen threw that last strike and I mean, that, that place got pretty loud. So, I mean, the fans were amazing this year. And then Francis, over to you in Vermont, and Dean, I'm sure you'd agree with this. The fans in Vermont are are special, and they've they've oh, yeah. proved that year in and year out. Uh, what was it like playing once again in front of those fans this summer? 
it's amazing going out there every day and having what like three thousand to five thousand people in the stands. It's amazing, even on non-playoff nights, non-championship nights, and stuff. Just regular season games, Monday through uh, Tuesday through Sunday. It's pretty electric being able to go out there and not only win the games for us, but also win the games for the fans in the uh, city of Burlington. Yeah, that's great. And that definitely culminated at our 2023 All-Star Game, which you both were at. Obviously, you both played extremely well enough to be part of that. What was that experience like for you both being part of the All-Star Game for the first time? It was it was an awesome, awesome two-day experience. The home run derby was was an unreal experience. And I've seen guys hit homers as I've never seen wood bat baseball go that far before. So, I mean, it was the All-Star Game was crazy. Stepped in the box, looked back, and there's 45 to 5,000 people just in the, in the crowd and in the outside. So, I mean, it was a really, really cool experience. It was electric watching the all-star game and being able to perform in the all-star game, obviously, obviously with like being in Burlington, you get all, all the fans and stuff coming in the games and stuff. So you, all the players get a little amped up. So like you see Velo's jumping up a little bit, you guys got throwing 96 sitting low nines and stuff, whatever. And obviously Dean said with the all uh, home run derby, you see guys hitting balls over the soccer stadium out in left field. Uh, and you don't really see that in Vermont that much. Um, but it was it's quite electric being out there for the all-star game this year. And especially being my first time participating in an all-star game. It was fun. It's fun to participate and watch too. Yeah, it was certainly a great, a great time in Burlington, as, as both of you said, and, I want to ask specifically about each of your managers. Dean, we will start with you. Your manager, Kevin Murphy, was 2023 manager of the year. And and he was really the he was really the guy. He was that leader that brought the gel that brought that team together. What did he bring to the clubhouse this season? Just a lot of energy, you know. He, he's a fun dude. He's he's I think a great way to put it. He's like a big brother to us, you know. He's 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 not an older guy. He he knows the game well, but he just he just loves to have fun and obviously loves to win the game. So I think just like you know, having a, a relaxed, cool approach and just going out there and having fun, it, it really helped us out this year. Before we return to Back to the Futures, we want to share a message from our friends at Zorian Back Company. Rob Zorian started the company Zorian Back Company in 2003, literally out of the trunk of his car in Davie, Florida. Within two years, he was selling his wood bat line to Major League Baseball and continues to manufacture the highest grade wood bats for Little League all the way up to the majors. Rob Zorian, founder and president of Zorian, says... I started the company in 2003 to service all baseball players in the United States and beyond. And after 19 years, our mission has not changed. We are very excited to have the opportunity to work with the Futures League and wish all of our players and coaches a healthy and successful season ahead. For more information about Zorian, visit their website, ZorianBats.com. Zorian, America's baseball brand. Now, back to Back to the Futures. So yeah, Kevin Murphy, 2023 Manager of the Year. But Francis, you have Pete Wilk and Matt Fincher in your corner over there in Vermont. Two, you know, two great managers um, in Finch and Wilk. And then obviously with Kevin, all different baseball perspectives for sure. What was it like to be managed by those guys? And I guess, Dean, you can answer part of this too, is what is it like seeing different perspectives, obviously from your managers from school and from high school and now with uh, with the Futures League this year? It's pretty good. It's pretty fun being able to uh, play for Pete and play for uh, Matt Fincher. Um, obviously, like them being older guys, it's it's quite different baseball. Obviously, um, they have so much more knowledge, in my opinion, from 
the amount of games that they've managed and coached up through the years and whatever. Um, and then having a manager here at school who's much younger and stuff, whatever, it, it's it's pretty cool, no, like, knowing how much baseball they know and whatnot. But Yeah, going off what Francis said, I'm in an opposite situation with my my college coach having more knowledge than, than coach Murphy does. But I, I know I love seeing both perspectives to say the least, because, you know, our coach, coach Curry at Fairfield knows a great game of baseball. You know, we, we bun a lot. We do all of that old school baseball stuff with really brings the game together, but then going up to coach Murphy, you know, not just coach Murphy, but the other staff members, Noah Plantamero, coach Broadhurst and coach Rich, and even coach Baylock who has some great old knowledge too, because he's coached at UConn for so many years. And, it's just it's just cool to see the different type of perspectives you get from the younger side of baseball rather than the the older side of seeing the game more. Yeah, that's great. And obviously two different perspectives that produce many lessons. And I want to ask each of you, what is the best lesson that your managers taught you this summer or in previous summers, uh, Francis, with you that you'll keep with you going back to school? Um, the one big thing that I took away was obviously like with Pete going through the things that he's going through right now. Um, and then having Matt Fincher out there, coach Finch out there. Um, one thing was like, to, obviously I Dean said it earlier was to have grit, um, go out there every day, like it's your last game and be able to push forward. Um, one thing that we had, I don't know if I can really say this, but, uh, it was Pete slogan nuts, uh, just go out there and be able to perform to the best of your ability and put the game on the line. Yeah. I had a very similar thing. Just, just playing playing today like it's your last game ever. I, I I personally I use that every day. I try to go out there with 110% giving my best act like a, it's my last day playing baseball. So I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's great. And then from the guys that uh the guys that lead the locker room to the guys with you in the locker room, what was it like growing and developing with all these guys this summer, learning uh meeting new people, learning from all these new guys? It's amazing. It's, it's, it's honestly probably one of the most fun parts about, uh, being able being up in, uh, Vermont or just being out playing 60 plus games with a bunch of, a bunch of guys from all over the country, meet different personalities, um, meet different kinds of people, different cultures and whatnot. Um, like obviously we had a few, we had a kid from Dubai, we had a kid from across the country in California and stuff, whatever. So you meet a whole different bunch of different people and, being able to play 60 plus games and being in the locker room every day creates sort of like a family culture where everybody becomes really close to spending your whole day together with everybody working hard, being able to eat, go to the baseball field, lift, do whatever. Um, you come really close and it's almost, like I said, like a family. Yeah. I was going to say about the same thing. Just once we really got to meet each other through, you know, mid January to the all-star break, we had, such great team chemistry on and off the field, starting with arriving to the field during BP and then on bus ride back home from Vermont or Nashville, you know, it's, it's the on and off type of moments that, you know, will never be forgotten for me, just meeting these guys. And this is the by far the most fun I've ever had summer ball. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And we talked about it. It's been a long summer. It's been a grind 60 plus games, obviously including uh playoffs, which were <laughs> very high stakes. Um, how are you both feeling physically, mentally, in general, heading back to school? Um, personally, right now, like I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I'm personally shut down. Uh, I've thrown what 130 innings this year, including the spring. Um, but otherwise, like I feel pretty good. 
I'm always still throwing here and there. Right now, I'm just focusing on hitting a little bit, getting the ins and outs of that down again because I didn't really hit that much this year. But otherwise, I feel pretty good. I mean, yeah, towards the end, it was it was a grind. I was dealing through some injuries earlier in the spring and kind of towards the end. But, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was a tough go to end. But, you know, now that got some, you know, two, one or two weeks rest, I'm, I'm ready to back to get back after it when I get back to school. So, yeah. Yeah. And one final question here for you both. What impact did summer ball have on each of your games? And how will you use what you learned this summer on the baseball field and take it back to school? Um, personally, like pretty much summer ball has been my whole collegiate career almost besides minus this last spring, obviously with COVID coming through a few times and stuff, it's, it's almost like summer ball for me has been everything. It was pretty much where I've learned a majority of my uh, lessons from collegiate baseball, how uh, how I developed, how how I've developed and stuff through the last few years. Um, pretty much take everything with like a grain of salt. Obviously, every lesson's big and whatnot, but hopefully, continue to keep learning, keep learning from this, and maybe we'll see another summer ball season next year. Yeah, for me, I've I think. The big key for me, the lesson I learned was just enjoying the moment, you know, looking around, seeing seeing the fans in summer ball, seeing the atmosphere, meeting a bunch of new guys. And it's obviously something I'm I'm gonna use for the future of my the rest of my baseball career. But I know it sounds like kind of kind of plain and broad, but I think just just going out there and the, having the fun and play to my best of my ability. But yeah, I mean summer here was amazing and I'm looking forward to what comes uh, for the future for me. Yeah, that's great. Two, two great perspectives about what summer ball has meant to you both. Francis Ferguson of the Vermont Lake Monsters, Dean Ferreira of the Norwich Unicorns. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Best of luck back at school. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And this has been yet another episode of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.